Okay, welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I'm your host, Ramiz. I'm joined once again by Dylan. How are you? I'm good, Ramiz. How are you? I'm going... Actually, my neck's really sore. Mm, and yeah. It's also cold, and it was raining all day. It's been a shift so, in weather, for sure. A very big shift. Yeah. I mean, you could see us in... You're in your hoodie. I'm in one of my many, many flannels. You'll see a lot of these in the winter episodes. Get used to the flannels, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Get used to the flannels. There's a lot of them. I think I have like a good rotation of like 10. That's in like... Maybe eight. That is all. There's a lot. I don't yeah. know if they're all here. Some of them might be at home still. Right. But there's they're some here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are back for another weekly recap. I mean, first things first. Go back and check out the two other episodes that we dropped this week. So first was a recap of the first half of the season uh and the second was just on youtube we did a tier list of all the new earned jerseys which is already kind of redundant because i feel like our opinions have changed on a bunch of them on on court makes a big difference it does we'll it really much. does <laughs> yeah. i will say i like the jazz ones less now that i've seen them on oh the really yeah Net, nets have gone up for me uh probably the lakers have gone up just because they're like still so solid yeah um, there was another one that shifted for me, but I can't think of it now. But yeah, there's been some changes. I didn't really pay attention to the Blazers one, but I should have because mm. I feel like that would have been a really interesting one on court. Yeah, I didn't see that one on court, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's get to our news roundup. So we have, as you've put it here, a small trade. Yeah. Um, do you want to take us through this one? So, yeah, a very, like, blink and you'll miss it. <laughs> or even look for it and you'll still miss it kind of trade. Um, the Pistons are receiving Hamadou Diallo from the Thunder. And in turn, the Thunder are receiving Svi Mikhailu, uh or Mikhail Luke and a 2027 second rounder protected. <laughs> Why do you think they're doing this? Um, I just think maybe the Pistons like the upside of Diallo more is a bit more dynamic of a player. Actually, they, I think the Thunder won the trade. I mean, they got a another second round pick, pick. another pick, and uh, a very a very good shooter. Like, pretty much just a, a spot-up shooter, so not bad. Yeah, I mean, a 2027 second round pick, you're right in saying it's another pick, because yeah. it doesn't really exist. No, <laughs> and it probably won't <laughs> probably end up won't. staying with them. But yeah. And even if it does... Might end up just being a draft and stash guy because this is seven years from now. I'm not saying the Pistons will be good in seven years, but they probably <laughs> won't be as bad as they are now. Hopefully, no. yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Maybe Diallo changes their future. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Hopefully, yeah. Diallo's shown flashes as like a really athletic guy and potentially like a slasher and stuff. So it'd be interesting if the Pistons can get anything out of him. I mean, hopefully this kind of. I mean, more than just that, because I don't care what it does for the teams. Mm. Hopefully, this kind of, like, breaks the seal on yeah. trades a little bit. Yeah. It's like, usually when you see one trade, a few more start flowing in really quickly after that. We yeah. haven't seen anything yet. When was this trade done? Two days ago? Yes. Two days ago, I think. Two days ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we haven't seen anything else since then, but we've seen a bunch of rumors, which we'll get to later on. Uh, but, yeah. So, hopefully, we get to see a few more trades mm. leading up to the deadline. But then again, most, most deals will happen on the deadline anyway. Yeah. All right, uh, next bit of news here. We had a very unfortunate uh, Embiid injury. So mm. uh, he fell on his... What did he fall on? He hyperextended his left That's leg right. coming down from a dunk and put all, his, yeah, put all his weight on his left leg and it hyperextended the wrong way. And there was some concerns whether or not it was an ACL or an MCL or a meniscus or anything like yeah. that. But luckily he's been cleared of all structural damage, so everything's intact. It seems um, to just be a very deep bruise. Yeah, it's a, he's got a bone bruise. So they said two to three weeks, which I think is more probably precautionary than anything too. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess 
what what's the impact on the Sixers, and then what's also the impact on his MVP chances now? MVP is interesting because two three weeks is a lot, especially in a short we'll season, like yeah, this. a stacked second half to, yeah. with a lot of teams trying to make up games. Um, so there could be some room for guys like LeBron or Steph or Luca to make some MVP noise um, or Jokic even. Um, so interesting in terms of the Sixers. I mean, they're obviously going to obviously going to take a bit of a step back, but I'm interested to see how Simmons makes Operate. use of this time. Because yeah. if he can get himself in good form before the playoffs, that'll be that'll be good for them. Yeah. I mean, in terms of MVP, like 12 games is nothing to kind of sniff. Like, he, that's yeah. probably what he'll end up missing, 12-ish games. Um, at the most, kind of. That's nothing yeah. to, like, you know, scoff at. No, not at all. It's, it's not enough to take him out of contention by no. any means, assuming he doesn't miss more time afterwards. If he misses more time afterwards, then unfortunately, I don't think he can win it. Yep. Um, but yeah, in terms of what for the Sixers, this might end up... Where did you have the Sixers in your seating? Second? Oh, wait, we both had them second. Yeah. Yeah. Might hurt that a little bit. A little bit. bit. The Bucks could probably catch them up, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know, I, I think a few other teams could maybe start making a little bit of a run. Then again, there is a bit of distance between the top three and then the next three. Yeah. And then everyone else is below 500, I'm pretty sure. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but even still, they've still got Simmons and Harris and Curry can take a step up now and yeah. get some more shots. So they're not without options, to say the least. Yeah. They could still be a very decent team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, does it once again hurt his MVP chances if they go on a really good run here? Um, I don't know. I don't really think so. I mean, it's interesting, that sort of argument, like, can you be most valuable if your team's still good without you? Um, I've never bought into that argument, really. Yeah, I, I think it's just, like, the best performance on two of the best teams in each conference. Sort of, that's how you get an MVP. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think that that hurts him specifically. I think it's giving the other guys' chances to catch up is gonna, what's going to hurt them, if anything. Yeah. If anything. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to some of the... Oh, a different injury, bit of injury news. Uh, AD to miss another two weeks. I didn't actually hear about this. Yeah, so they reevaluated and they said another two weeks. I'm assuming this is more of him just like, oh, I'd rather just yeah, sit I'd out. Yeah, just sit out, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, that's what we thought would happen anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out past this two weeks as well, like if he just doesn't seem up to it or he just wants more time to get... 110% healthy, so I'm not yeah. surprised by this news. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I, I don't mean, think this is a setback by any means. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't be, like, completely shocked if we didn't see him until, like, 10 games before the playoffs yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, next bit of news. Myers Leonard had what could only be described as a bit of a gamer moment. Bit of a heated gamer moment. Yeah, heated gamer moment. Saying a anti-Semitic slur yep. on, a, on Twitch stream? Was it a Twitch stream? I think it was on Twitch, yeah. Yeah. Who knows where he streams? Could be on... You can stream on YouTube. What's the other one? Mixer? Mix... Is it? Is that what you mean? I think... Is is Mixer dead? I think Mixer's dead. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the streaming platform that gave Ninja so much money to just stream on it. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, they just died and then he just went back to Twitch. Yeah, what a... What a a pro maneuver that was. (laughs) See, that's a game of it. Yeah. But, um, Myers Leonard playing a game. I don't know what the game was. Call of Duty. COD. Um... Said a slur. Yep. <laughs> um, and is in big trouble. Yeah, he got fined $50,000 and um, was suspended from team activities for one week. It's not like he was participating anyway because he's out for the season. Yeah, and he's, I think he's indefinitely suspended from Heat. Like the Heat have uh, oh, okay, put in right, their own right. punishment. Right, yeah, right. He's indefinitely suspended. And he's currently undertaking like 
I don't, what's the word like cultural sensitivity training or yeah something, like, something that. like that he's just trying to get to he because he claims he don't, he didn't know what the word meant right um so he's taking steps to educate himself i guess i mean sure i mean it's a step in the right direction if yeah nothing else and um, like, we've seen nfl player julian edelman i'm not sure if you saw this no he sent out a, he put a open letter out on instagram and offered to you know educate him and take him out for traditional Jewish dinner and stuff like that. So. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully he learns from this learns. mistake and yeah, yeah, still a very bad look. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't kill his livelihood either. Um, mm. But you know what? He's still a millionaire. It's hard to get too sympathetic for him. Yeah. He'll be okay. Yeah. He'll be fine. Um, yeah. So obviously the next bit of news was the earned jerseys. Like I said, we did a tier list on that. So go check those out. I did actually learn of a new detail on one of them. Um, yes, everyone does have a silver swoosh, except the Lakers who have a gold swoosh for okay. the night. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I noticed that on the Nuggets jerseys yeah. when we were watching a Nuggets game. I was like, oh, that, that looks clean, the silver swoosh. But um, yeah. on all of them, that's very nice. That is cool, yeah. Mm. I mean, they earned the silver swoosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and we've also had some trade rumors for... I mean, we've heard it for a bunch of different guys, but like the two biggest ones are Lamarck Sordridge and PJ Tucker. So let's let's get into PJ Tucker first because okay. I don't know if there's any real market. I mean, I know there's a market that, out there for him, but I haven't heard any specific team names. Have you? Uh, it seems like all contenders, all contenders. Are, are sort of markets for PJ Tucker. I think that's where he's told the Rockets he wants to go. I'd imagine there's a lot of contenders who are happy to take a swing on a guy who could potentially be so impactful for them in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll be without suitors, that's for sure. It's no. just sort of what they're willing to give up and what the Rockets are committed to getting back. Yeah, what is he worth? Is he worth, like... He's probably not worth an unprotected first. Yeah. I haven't seen much of Tucker this season. Like, I don't know how he looks. Um, I've heard some things that he doesn't look great, but that's not necessarily because he's washed. It just might be he's not... Happy. Super enthused playing yeah. with the Rockets. I mean, I think even before the season started, he talked about how he wanted to get out of there. So yeah, um, and that's while Harden was still there. So um, maybe he's just not motivated like we saw Harden with the Rockets too. So yeah, I, yeah. I'd say I think he's worth a first rounder. I, I think, think he gets a protected first. Mm, what maybe kind of protection? Just lottery protected top like, ten? Yeah, like lottery sort of a a bit of a broader protection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and potentially like sort of like an intriguing young piece. Yeah. So like a guy in the like late teens, twenties, where he was drafted. Kind yeah. Of yeah. N- like no one you'd think is like a surefire thing, but a guy sort of like a couple of the guys like the Nuggets have like a a Bol Bol or an RJ Hampton, those sort of type right. of players where yeah. they're like, oh, there could be something there. We we're willing to bat that for a chance to improve ourselves now, rather rather than potentially wait for them to develop. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a specific place you'd like to see him? Uh, yes, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please. <laughs> Please, PJ, come. <laughs> um, we really need Drake, uh, Jay Crowder back, and it doesn't seem like he's coming back, so the next Jay Crowder, please stand up. Because Is Kendrick Nunn the, the piece? No, because he's not six foot eight. Oh, oh, to go, oh the going trade back. piece. Oh, um, <laughs> mm, yeah, probably. That seems, think- a bit sti- that seems a bit steep. Yeah, there I'm might be thinking that's, up. like, the best they could get. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's not really a lot of options with the Heat. Because, like, to trade sort of, like, for non-star guys, it's sort of... We're giving up something yeah. in return. Like, 
it I, has to be someone you're invested in. And yeah. at this point, that's kind of only Kendrick Nunn mm. in terms of guys that are you're willing to trade for a guy like PJ Tucker. Yeah. There was or a re- Myers Leonard, but, you know. Yeah. There was a report that Houston, if if there was a deal to be done between Houston and Miami for Tucker, that's one of uh, Hero, Robinson, or Achua would have to come back in the deal, which I would not give up any of those three guys. No, I don't think I would either. No. I mean, Achua, there's potential that maybe he's, you know, his ceiling isn't as high as going for it again this year, but I think I'd rather bat on uh, Achua's development than sort of, you know, putting all our chips in against Brooklyn this year. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and that's the thing, and we, we kind of get to this with Aldridge as well. It's like when these teams, when contending kind of teams go for these second, no, I guess like fourth option kind of guys... Mm. Like, you or know, even fifth option, fourth, fifth option kind yeah. of guys, you need to be convinced that he's going to be a difference maker. Yeah. And I'm not convinced that PJ Tucker will be anywhere he goes. I think on the heat, he will be, mm-hmm. but a lot of other teams, I'm not super convinced. And you have to, and you have to be convinced if you're going to give up a guy like an, uh, like an Achua or another young guy or even a first round pick. Yeah. Um, I think the Celtics could be interesting if, because they need. Like we've talked I'm about, sick this. Of they hearing ne- rumors. But I've been hearing them for like six years. <laughs> but really, they need to do something, especially this season. We've talked about how they're sort of weak at every kind of spot. Um, at least he helps on the wings and even some big, big defense. Um, I don't know. The Nets always an option. I think giving up. What more do they have? I know, but like, there's a Dinwiddie trade to be made. He's tradable. And I wouldn't give up Dinwiddie for PJ Tucker. I mean, he's not playing this year. And I know. They don't need another guard. I would, I would, I would give up Dinwiddie for. I just Tucker. feel like he's worth more when he comes back. I guess so. Uh, you could probably get something out of the Rockets. Uh, he is an unrestricted free agent, which is interesting. If they're going for cap, then maybe. But then again, Tucker's also unrestricted after this year. So. Wait, when's Dinwiddie unrestricted? I think this is his last year. Trade him. Yeah, of course you trade him. What yeah, are you yeah. talking about? But why would you trade him? Why would anyone trade for him if he's unrestricted if they want, and if, not playing? Yeah. I mean, if they want cap or if they think they could prob- possibly bring him back. Right. Yeah. Uh, it could go for a bit of cap room. Yeah, I mean, their owner's pretty frugal, it seemed like. There's been reports of that he's pretty he's pretty keen to shed money, so yeah. maybe that's a go. Maybe it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, with LaMarcus Aldridge, I think the main destinations we've heard are... Boston, Portland. Um, I think there's been some um, Brooklyn talk. Brooklyn's not happening. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't count it out. <laughs> I would. Um, I feel like everyone's about to jump on that boat. Yeah, but I think it's like Boston, Portland. There was one other Eastern Conference team that was kind of up, relatively up in the standings that mm. was also in the talks. I'm blanking on who it was. Okay, that'd be interesting. Unless it... Because he's still in that big... How much is his contract? A lot. It, yeah, it's still big, isn't it? So I think so. You have to be giving it back some sort of piece. Um, yeah, it's interesting with Aldridge. Like, apparently he's still like a pretty good defensive player. Like, as like a mm. apparently his like uh, rim defense stats are pretty good still. Okay. And um, he can you know he's gonna hit that mid range shot for the rest of his life. So yeah. He's, you know, in a wheelchair, pretty much. So yeah, I mean, it provides you something offensively. Yeah. So I mean, there's potential for him to be interesting. You know, coming off the bench for some sort of contending team, potentially, yeah, um, giving you a spark in the playoffs off the bench. So, I I wouldn't count out a fair few teams having a sniff around Aldridge. Yeah, I mean, to me, obviously, again, the Celtics makes the most sense, especially with their trade exception. Mm. But um, 
I'd like to see him back in Portland. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Just because, I don't know, he's, he's obviously not going to be the same player that he was when he left, but then again, Dame also isn't really the same player. He's exactly. significantly better. Yeah. Um, And I just think, like, like I was saying before, um, when you go for these kinds of guys, you need to be convinced that, you know, the downsides aren't going to really hold you back. The downside for trading for a guy like Aldridge is you're going to have to give up a key uh, piece, but more importantly, chemistry. You're not getting like a 20-something million dollar contract without giving up um, yeah. a guy who you've obviously invested money into. Um, so it's like if you're with the Blazers, they won't really have the issue of chemistry as much as a different team would um, if they were to trade from him. for yeah. it. Just because like we don't often see mid-season pickups being like super-duper impactful. Mm. Obviously, it happens from time to time like we saw it with um, the Raptors and Marcus Gasol, I'd say, is probably one of the most recent examples. Yep. Um, but yeah, we don't see those kinds of mid-season pickups being super, super helpful because they don't fit into the rotation that well. Yeah. Um, the money thing is interesting with Portland, too. I don't know what sort of contract they'd have to throw in there. I don't, I don't know either. I yeah. don't think they have anything in that sort of 20 million range that isn't like... Is Nurkic getting paid that much? I and, think that is Nurkic. And that's too much to sort of mm. give up. So... Their their path towards a deal is interesting. Oh, we should have a sniff around like these guys in the trade machine and maybe do a GM a GM's teams. Teams, We could do that. Yeah, because um, I feel like there's a lot of interesting places where these these guys could go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, was that it for news? Uh, we've got some smaller stuff. Mello moved up to eleventh uh, all time scoring uh, today against the Hornets, uh, passing Hakeem. Yep, Hakeem. Hakeem. Yep, Hakeem. So I wouldn't call that small. I guess that's not spoiled, yeah. Shout out Mello. Like this Shout is, out Mello. This is getting ridiculous. Like yeah. I think I think he could finish ninth by the end of the season if he keeps no. up this. No. I think he's like four hundred. He's eight hundred away. away from tenth. Wait, no, he's not. Is he? I think so. Hang on. I'm pretty sure I checked that earlier today. Yeah, I th- I thought it was maybe I miscounted, but I thought he was way closer than that. He's scored about four hundred points so far this season. Where'd he go? Two six nine seven four. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wait, no. What? No, he's about four. No, no. He can make it work. Wait, so what's he at? He's at 26,947. Elvin Hayes is at 27,313. Okay, never mind. I did not see that then. Yeah. I, I counted wrong. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 400 behind. Yeah, he could finish 10th. Yeah. Uh, what's, and if he, what's ninth? Ninth is not far off. It's another about 100 points. Mm, that's pushing it. Yeah, so he's at 26,955, I think is what he finished at today. Because he had a good game today, okay. like 26 points um, yeah. off the bench. Um, I feel like he's comfortably within striking distance of Elvin Hayes at 10th. And there's potential, I feel like, if he has a good half, second half of the season to catch up to Moses at 9th. And that's just for this season. I think he's got yeah. another two in him. At least one. At least two. one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Big jump from 9th to, to from Moses to Shaq. Yeah. Um, there's another, like, 1,000 points in that pretty much. Yeah, 1,010. Uh, 1,100 points. Probably never going to get there. Over two seasons, he probably could. If he if he's consistent mm, for two seasons, yeah, yeah, but um, even still, like this is crazy. Like yeah. seeing seeing like a guy like this move up so far in the standings that isn't like LeBron or something is pretty crazy to see. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's kind of like it's it's interesting to think that guys that were like kind of going into the end of their primes when we start to get into the league. They're now, like, the absolute legends of the game. Mm. The guys that we were, like, really getting into, like, your Steph Currys. They're now the vets. Like, you saw Steph kind of yelling yeah. at his teammates earlier this week because he's the oldest player on their team now. Yeah. Uh, which is also weird to think. But, yeah, it's like, 
a new generation's kind of really being ushered in, and it's now it's time for just these guys to kind of collect accolades. Unfortunately, Mecco, Mecco, um, Mello <laughs> doesn't have um, a championship or anything really like that Tang has had on. Yeah. He doesn't even have a first team, as we've established a couple of times. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, top 10 all-time scoring, that's something to hang out on. For sure. For sure. One of the best scorers to ever do it. And, you know, this, you know, he's got time for a championship if he sure. rides some teams. Well, I won't even say ride some teams' coattails because he could be an important player. For a, for a contending team, you know, next, like not this yeah. year, obviously with Portland, but if he moves teams or something like that, but, just um, go to the Nets. Uh, I don't know if he'd be that <laughs> blatant about it, but potentially, I think he could be. Yeah, I, I think I think he's he's a guy I'm okay with, like just going full ring mm, chasing. Yeah, for sure. Because it's it, like sign with the Lakers, sign with the Nets, and like I'm okay with it. Yeah, it sort of feels like he deserves one, whether mm. or not he's earned one through his play but he's, he deserves one as a as a legend of the game yeah for sure yeah <laughs> just oh that nets lineup <laughs> what would like it, the greatest lineup of 2014 what would, yeah it'd be Kyrie, harden kd uh, blake deandre Melo. well yeah blake and Melo. yeah for, for a five yeah. yeah yeah hey deandre was pretty good yeah but you can't run like those six guys oh right, no like, as a single lineup but well, yeah Mello you're right would be a six man yeah I guess. yeah yeah but the most fun lineup would be Blake and Mello. For sure, for sure. Yeah, if yeah. Blake but yeah. decides to dunk again. Yeah, but yeah, definitely DJ is included in that group of like, yeah, 2014 All-Stars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might actually have... No. I don't know when DeAndre Jordan made his All-Star game. It wasn't 2014. I think it was 16. Probably, yeah. yeah. Was he one-time All-Star or two-time All-Star? One-time, I think. Mm, it might be one-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, which is mm, real yeah, weird. I think, that make, I think yeah. that's right, yeah. Um, And then another... Feel good piece of news. Karis LeVert's back. Yes. He uh, made his uh, Pacers debut against the uh, Suns um, on Sunday. And yeah, it's just good to see him back out there. Obviously, after that kidney mass scare. Yep. Um, he's got that all sorted with after his trade uh, for Harden. So um, yeah, it's good to see him back out there. Yeah, great. Mm. Yeah, just it, it might help my prediction for the Pacers maybe come yeah. somewhat true in a weird way. Um, but yeah, no, I think just another scorer. The Pacers have been struggling a little bit recently. He could, he should be the guy to give them a real boost. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't take him too long to round into form. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to one big question. So, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about here is the Suns. Yeah. Dylan, do you want to take us away? What's your big question? Yeah. My big question is... Why couldn't they meet the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals? And to answer with that, why don't I believe with them? Mm, Say, so, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not saying they are the favourite to be in the Western Conference Finals. Like, no. Right now, I feel like the Jazz have earned that title. But I'm I'm I I believe there's a world where the Suns take down the Jazz or or. Maybe even the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers are still the biggest threat. I think so. After the, after the Lakers, obviously. But um, I don't know. I, I I would not be surprised if the Suns are in the Western Conference Finals. They're playing excellent basketball. I would be. It's just so hard to see that jump for mm. guys who haven't been in the playoffs before. Obviously, Chris Paul has been. But, you know, we saw him take the Thunder to the playoffs last year. And they they sucked. Mm, but like, they, they lost... In seven games to a Rockets team, which was not playing very well. Yeah, they did. Did they have a three-one lead in that, or like a no a two-one lead or something? They might like have that? had a two-one. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because is he might be the only guy who's had, had playoff games. Probably, 
at least one of the the only major only guys. main guy yeah yeah um I don't know. I just can't see that jump happening. It's like this isn't a stat thing. You've obviously got a great stat for them, but like, yeah, um, you know, it, I just can't see that jump from being out of the playoffs mm. to into the Western Conference Finals within one year. You just don't see it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and obviously, like, so I've, my stat here is that they've got the best over the last fifteen games. They've got the best net rating in the league. Um, over the last ten, it's been even better. And for the whole season, they're third. Uh, overall in net rating, but there is a big difference between regular season and postseason. Yes. and having. Booker, I'm not worried about in the playoffs. It's the other guys that we could see some nerves creep up and uh, impact their play, like Aiton and uh, Bridges. Um, obviously, Bridges is an older guy, so maybe he's sort of just used to that. And he's played in two national championships, um, or maybe three and one, two, but something like that um, in college. But um, yeah, there's a lot of, there is a big margin for error. Come yeah. playoff time, that I think you're right. Is is the biggest worry for this team? Yeah, in a sense, I don't, I don't see Booker as someone who's going to really step up in the playoffs. I think he's just going to do his normal thing, which mm. is fine. Yeah, is it enough to get you past the second round? No, not in my opinion. Yeah, really, that's interesting. I feel like Booker's a guy who lives for these moments. Like he's going to come out and just be like laser focus like we saw it in the bubble to an extent where he let the eight no sons where he was he was dialed in he was yeah. ready to get this team to the playoffs and he literally he, he did everything perfectly to get them to the playoffs and yeah but obviously the, they still missed out the more time we have away from the bubble the more i'm thinking the bubble was a one time thing mm. i don't see we're gonna see, i don't think we're gonna see jamal murray and donovan mitchell do what they did last no. year either no, you're like right. neither of them have shown that they can do that um consistently yeah so I think I, I'm not going to say the bubble suns were a fluke because obviously they played really well, but it was a bit of a fluke. It was a bit of a fluke, but you know they've kept up being good, and obviously they had Chris Paul, but that's going to make you better anyway. But like they've still been really, really good, and I, I feel like there's guys there that could be ready. Plus, we might be heading into another bubble come playoff time anyway. So. No, no chance. No chance. No chance. Mm. I don't think the players would agree to it. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, and I guess we've sort of <laughs> yeah. we've already gotten used to travel, so they wouldn't yeah. go, want to go back into another bubble. But I mean, the NBA would probably want to have the smoothest playoffs they could, oh, without sure. guys sure. without guys missing, you know, games from COVID and contact tracing and stuff like that. So the thing is, I think it would be easier in a seven game series, though, right? Because it's just like you're in, you know, two cities sort of thing, and you're interacting with the exact same people every time. Yeah, but you know, there's people outside the organ or on the periphery of the organization that pretty much go about their day-to-day lives without real sort of... Understood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the bubble just eliminates that entirely yeah. like after that quarantine period. So, I mean, I'm sure the NBA might like to push for it. They probably also want, on the, on the other hand, they probably want home games and at least some crowd yes, participation. Yes. Um, and, yeah, owners would want that as well, especially for playoff games. So, yeah. Um, but either way, I feel like the, the Suns have the real real potential to make some noise come playoff time, I think. Yeah, and yeah. I disagree, but mm. I could see them proving me wrong. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to our next team here and uh, in the Nuggets. So, uh, my big question is, should they try to go after someone like Tucker or Aldridge? I know we spoke about this a little bit before, but, like, they're a team where I can't tell what they need. Mm. And that kind of relates to your question a little bit as well. Yeah, I just I just said, how active should they be at the deadline? Like... What's what goal should they have at the deadline? Should they swing for a big move? Should they make some moves around the side for some role players and sort of 
change things up or do they just stay pat? I mean, the big move thing is just not a Nuggets thing. They never make big moves. Yeah, but, um, you know, maybe that's sort of, that's how they've reached this sort of peak that I think we've all agree, kind of agreed that they've sort of reached the peak after the last postseason. Potentially, Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I mean, obviously, Jokic has taken a step up, which mm. makes me think, okay, well, no, they haven't hit a peak because right. now they've got better Jokic. But um, I don't know. It's like, I think they do need to shake things up a little bit, but I worry about stunting Michael Porter Jr., who mm. recently has been the Nuggets' second best player. Jamal Murray has not been playing well in the last few games. He's played pretty terribly, actually, in the last two. Um, so the Nuggets are 11-5 and five when Michael Porter Jr. takes 10 shots or more, 5 or 5. Uh, when he takes less than 10 shots. He's been playing 33 minutes per game in his last 10 games. Um, he was playing about 27 before then. His shots aren't all that different, but if you add another front court guy like a PJ Tucker or a Lamont Woodridge, mm. that is shots being taken away from Michael Porter Jr. And you want Michael Porter Jr. taking shots. Yeah. And you want yeah you want him active in your offense. That just sort of helps the whole team. It helps him. Um, yeah, and he's obviously such a dynamic threat offensively that you can't really keep him off the court. My... I keep going back to Larry. I feel like if the Nuggets really just went, okay, we need stars. We need actual guys that are going to come in here, you know, screw the chemistry. All right, like we've had chemistry for years. We can shake up two or three guys to get yeah. a star in. I really feel like Larry could help this team so much. I feel like if if they get Larry, to me, and it and it's sort of and it meshes early, they could be the second most dangerous team in the West. Interesting. I okay. feel because they've got the guard play, they've got the dynamic offense with uh, Porter and Jokic, and obviously Lowry and Murray. In this hypothetical deal, I'm assuming mm. Gary Harris, Will it, Barton, and then maybe a couple of the young guys end up going. A couple of those young guys, some picks as well. Pretty yeah. much like I'm imagining the Rockets saying, uh, not the Rockets, sorry, the Nuggets saying, just let's just get this done. Let's get. Assuming someone. you're not just doing a big three kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Murray's not going anywhere. No. Yeah. Um, or Porter. Yeah. But I just feel like that offense would be so dynamic. Lowry's a really good defensive player. He's been in big games, obviously. He's won a championship. He knows what it takes. Um, and it, it, another thing is that it pulls Lowry away from other teams. Yes. Uh, from other Western Conference teams that would be very, very interested in him, uh, especially the Clippers. Especially the Clippers, yep. yeah. Um, I mean, I love the idea. I love the fit. But I don't know. I don't know if Jamal Murray plays well off ball. That, that is... But... Does Lowry play well off ball? I've not thought of that. Mm. I did not think about that at all. And that's obviously that's because Larry's had the ball so much. Could. Yeah. That's because Larry's obviously had the ball so much. Um but I feel like you could split that you could split the ball handling right down the middle between those two guys and enough to keep Murray in it. And you know, Larry's gonna be like, all right, I recognize this guy because he's such a great team leader. He recognizes, all right, this guy obviously needs the ball to get going. I'm happy to take a few more possessions off. Yeah. to make sure that he's hot and that way I can get going and that way everyone else can get going. I never thought about playing... I mean, I guess positions don't matter in this sense, mm. but like, I never really thought about playing Larry at the shooting guard. Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes. All, yeah. yeah. And then, even after that, you know, you've still got to get Jokic the ball. and there, So there's three dynamic offensive players that can get shots, that can create for others. Again, does it take shots away from Mike Wood Jr.? I mean, the thing is with Mike Wood Jr. is he's going to get shots no matter how many minutes he plays because, like, he is the kind of guy who just gets the ball and jacks up a three. Yeah. But, like, you want him taking smart shots. Yeah. I feel like he's such a good cutter, though, that <clears throat> Larry would find him for some, it's like, some great backdoor cuts and oops and stuff like that. 
Okay. Yeah. You're talking me into this. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the idea. It's like, not happening, but I like the idea. I don't I wouldn't write it off. I feel the Nuggets like, don't make big trades. I don't think they've ever made a big trade except yeah, like okay. when Melo wanted to like get the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah, that, that is fair. Uh, that's sort of their mindset versus probably what needs to happen. Yeah. Because like, you've, yeah, you've talked about the chemistry and obviously the Nuggets chemistry is so great, but at some point having talent over chemistry is what you need. Yes. I mean, like, you could definitely talk me into giving up Gary Harris without too much of a fight. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's like, I need to be convinced that the guy's going to be a difference maker up to this point, up until you just mentioned like, oh yeah, played Larry or four. Yeah. I wasn't convinced that Larry could be as much of a difference maker. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. I, I'd love to see it. I'd also love to see Larry in the heat, but. I'd know. love to see Larry like anywhere. I, yeah. He could be great on pretty much any contender because he's so versatile. Yeah. All right. And let's get to our last team here in the Rockets. So, Dylan, do you want to get to your question here? Yeah, I'm just excited to see them with the first pick. My question is why? I don't know. When was the last time they had the first pick? Was it Hakeem? I don't know. But like, Was Hakeem the first pick? Wasn't he the third y- pick? No, it was Hakeem, Bowie, Jordan. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, that seems cool. Like, <laughs> a guy going up, getting a red cap. Like, when was the last, when was the last team with the first pick to be red? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, it's such random. The sixes? No, they're white. You get a white cap with the Sixers. I swear the Sixers cap is red. No, it's white, surely. I'm looking this up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and obviously we're saying this because the Rockets are bad. They're on a 15-game losing streak, uh, which is very terrible. Um, and they're, you know, nosediving towards the first pick pr- pretty quickly, which is good for them. Um, and I'm pretty sure they keep their pick, right, if it's first? I, I don't know the details of their pick. Yeah, because I think it is owed to the Thunder... But I think it's protected in a way that they get it if it's first. So I'd just be excited to see another star in Houston. You know, I feel oh, like it's, it's blue. Oh, it's blue, is it? Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Here, hold up to the camera. Yeah. There you go. You can see that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, could, I don't know. It'd be cool having the Rockets back with a, another star to build around. And they're pretty good at building around stars. I guess so, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the Rockets enough to want them to get the first pick. I don't know who I want to get the first pick, but I want it to be a team that's been struggling for a little while. I'll give them a break. Not the Timberwolves though. They don't need any more breaks. Yeah. Well, do they? <laughs> I mean, they do, but like they don't. They've had too many. I don't care anymore. It's like how many first how number many first one picks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That is a bit tough. Who else is in contention right now? The Pistons. The Pistons. No, I'd hate to see that. I like it. I don't want to. I don't want to send like Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green to Detroit. <laughs> like that's just not a good organization hey, to go got, to. They've anyway. just got a strong young core. Of who? Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, Seku, Seku. <laughs> so there's already too many guys there. They're fine with that. They need the a fifth. <laughs> that's a four man lineup. And Mason Plumley. <laughs> hey, that's two time triple double getter. Exactly. Mason Plumley. <laughs> With blocks? No, assists. He's on assists. Assists, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, oh, what if the Magic get the, fir- the first one? Mm, no, gross. I'd kind of like it. Ugh, I mean, sure. Especially if like, they trade away all their guys at the deadline. Like, it's sort of seeming we could be heading that I feel direction. like you and I have had a conversation about praying that the Magic don't get a good pick. Probably, but maybe I've switched my fortunes. <laughs> like, it's finally here. The end of the Magic is finally here. In fairness, I almost picked a Magic game for my League Plus games to watch today. Almost. Oh, ooh, that's that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. Houston. It'd be cool to say. I just feel like it's a good city. They'd get 
very excited for having the first overall pick. They'd, you know, buy into building around a young guy, whoever they take. Um, I just like to see it. All right. I mean, and they're they're obviously on their way on a fifteen game mm, losing yeah. streak. I did look up um, the longest losing streaks in NBA history. Um, if they get to sixteen, they're tied for twenty eighth all time. Uh, the most twenty eight. 28 game losing streak. Is that it? Oh my god! I thought. It was what do you mean? Is that no, it? No, no. Sorry, I thought I thought it was like 19 or something. What? I thought the longest losing streak was like 19. No, like it's 28. 28. Who was that by? Oh, I didn't pay attention. I should have though. Yeah. It might have been that Sixers team that won like seven games in a season. Yeah, season. I thought. That's my guess, but um, yeah. Uh, and if they lose out this week, I think they end up like 13th all time if they get uh if they go to 19 losses uh for. 19 straight losses this week. So, I mean, that's my most exciting thing about the Rockets. Um, you'd think I would like the Rockets more considering my dad used to live in Texas and, like, right outside Houston. But, you know. Yeah, I mean... And he was also a Rockets fan and he has a Hickey Malajuan jersey, which he was going to give to me, but it's too big. Yeah, like, <laughs> betray her and he's getting around <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's not 28. It's 20. What did I look up then? What did you look at? 28 would be impressive. That's, like, one of the longest winning streaks. I think the Heat... I think Maybe the, it was just longest streaks? Yeah. I no, think, I swear I looked this up. I think the Heat got to 28 uh, in the 2012... Was it 13? 2012 season, I think. No, 2013 season. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, pre- no, no, no. Oh, okay. It was 28 consecutive games across two seasons. Oh, right. Right. That's And that was the Sixers from 14, 15, 15, 16. Oh, they were bad, weren't right, they? Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, in a single season. Oh, it's not even them. Oh, I thought it was for a single season they got to 19, but it wasn't even that team. It was like an 80s Sixers team that got to 19. <laughs> um, the first modern team is the Bob... Wait. No, cause that's the website I was looking at. Oh, that's right. The, okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, across two straight seasons. Yeah. Um, so, I, d- I don't know what a single season losing streak is. I mean, you could look that up. Uh, too much effort. Yeah, too much effort. <laughs> it's um, long. It's like 20. It's long. And they're, they're, they're knocking the door. In fact, they're very, very close. Who are the next games? That'd be interesting, actually. <laughs> Should we set a should we set a prediction for what their losing streak gets to? I don't want to because <laughs> I'm not doing too well on these predictions so far. <laughs> <laughs> and also I think a lot of their games of the coming week are quite easy. They've got they've got the I saw this today, they've got the hardest uh schedule for the rest of the season. Yeah. Their thirtieth. Yeah. Like, they've got the toughest schedule. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> but I think this next week is fairly light for them. If they can get good pieces back from like Oladipo and Tucker and I don't know, I doubt Wall's getting moved again. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, they're playing the Celtics, the Hawks, the Warriors, and then the Pistons. But you know, there's some winnable games. There's winning. Yeah, but there's also four losable games in there. Exactly. I mean, they're all losable at this point, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah. If they can get good returns for you know the guys that are there for for trade, and then they get this first overall pick, they could be in a good position to turn around pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they need to suffer a little bit. Mm. Plus, they've got Christian Wood. I forgot him. he was there. And oh, he's yeah. like, he's good. <laughs> like, he's impactful. Also, yeah, if they're trading Oli Depot, they're going to get something as well. Maybe. I've, I've seen that his value is pretty low. Really? Like, Interesting. It could be like 20 cents on the dollar because Houston knows he's not coming back. So they'll just take whatever. Right. Know. Okay. I think they're that getting lowballed a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that all you wanted to say on our. Three teams here? I think so, yeah. All right, let's move to my top three stats of the week. All right, so 
today we had five triple doubles, which is the most in NBA history in a single day. So yeah. uh, Julius Randle, Demarcus Bonus, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Russell Westbrook. Obviously, you've heard that stat. I have a funny stat that you're going to hate. Um, this is the first time that someone has had a triple double within a week of winning the Skills Challenge. <laughs> You're right, I do hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I had to go back and check everyone's game logs <laughs> for 18 years. I don't know if I hate it more than the skills challenge or not. Uh, uh, most guys haven't gotten triple doubles. And those who have, it was in the same year, but no one in the same week. I think the only guys in the same year were uh, Jason Kidd, Wayne Wade, and I think Steve Nash. Right. <laughs> so I have some skills challenge facts for you. Excellent. Great. Yeah. Thank you. No more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Number two is I have another Nuggets stat here. Um, in games where Murray scores less than 20, the Nuggets are 12-3 and three this season. They're 11-11 when he scores more than 20. Wow. That's yeah. Mm. So when people say when Murray's on, the Nuggets are better, they're wrong. They're just wrong. Should, should the Nuggets trade Murray? No. But... No. But why not? No. But why not? I mean, the stat, but like... But he, <laughs> he contributes in other ways when he's not scoring. But yeah. the issue is when he is scoring and it's not efficient, then it's bad. I should have checked efficient scoring versus inefficient scoring. Because mm. when it's efficient scoring, like Murray is just... Uh, I, I think Worldwide Wob came up with this uh, analogy one time. He holds a match over a pool of kerosene <laughs> um, and he's just waiting to drop it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should trade Murray. <laughs> <laughs> what for? Don't say that. That's no, that's not equal value. No. Um Larry's way better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that stat really turns me off Murray. Like that's I'm fair. I'm already kind of teetering on Murray. Like I'm I'm sort of like, is this dude for real? Mm. Like, come on. But that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. He's just a guy who just sometimes does the thing. He, when he does the thing, it's really When good. he does the thing, it's awesome. But he doesn't do the thing enough. No, he doesn't do the thing often enough. Mm. He's done it maybe once a season. Yeah, when he uh, yeah when he had fifty. Yeah, yeah, but like, man. I don't know. I need to see him do the thing a few more times in the playoffs, and then I'll really believe in him. But yeah, that is a very. No, I'm not even stat. worried about the playoffs at this point. Do it during the regular season. I don't care. If There's the 82 regular. games to be played. Play good in 20 of them, then we'll talk. Well, he has been good in 20 of them. The Nuggets just haven't been good in the 20 he's been good in. No, but how much is that because of him? I don't know. Anyway, we're not going to get... Well, <laughs> <laughs> we might do an episode about that. <laughs> anyway. Am I doing a study on Jamal? Maybe. You would love to do I'd that. I'd love to do that. Yeah. All right, maybe. But what if you get a result that you don't like? I'd still present it. I'd do it for the love of the science. You're a good man, Ruiz. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and my favorite study of the week here is Jonas Valanciunas had 29 points, 20 rebounds, 3 assists, and four blocks in a win over the Wizards this week. He is the first non-All-Star in NBA history to put up that stat line. It has been done 60 other times. Every other person that's put up that stat line was an All-Star. And I have some fun names that came up in doing this. So we have Joe Barry Carroll, uh, whose nickname was Joe Barely Cares and Just Barely Carroll, because apparently <laughs> he was notorious for not giving a damn. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's When did he play? What team did he that play? Was, I don't remember, but it was like late 90s, I think. Oh, whoa, okay. Or like somewhere in the 90s. Uh, Dan Roundfield, I just think that's a cool name. That's a good name. Um, I'm pretty sure he was a one-time All-Star. And then Anto Antonio McDice. Right. I yep. just thought was another interesting guy there. But yeah, 
weird that it's been done 60 other times. Only one non-All-Star, and that's Valentinus. Yeah, shout out Jonas. That's and there was, like, there was a few one-time All-Stars in there. I was like, oh, please have made an All-Star game. Please make an All-Star <laughs> game. And they had. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out Jonas. That's big numbers. Yeah. What was it? Four steals? Is that what it was? Uh, four blocks. Four blocks. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's weird that we don't see, like, that they're all All-Stars. Like, that's crazy. To think about, like, yeah, you feel like one random guy would, do yeah, it for sure. Point. I mean, not necessarily that these guys were all stars before they did this, some of them might have made it afterwards. just like through their career, but, but like, yeah. I think we could both assume that Jonas isn't making this is not making one, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, very good. All right, all right, let's get to your plus minus. So, my at number three, very simple plus minus. Maxi Kleber, plus 21 in 32 minutes in an 11-point win. Just being impactful, you know? Solid. Shout out Kleber. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of craziness. But actually, these for, these top two are pretty good, actually. Um, number two is the entire Wolves bench, pretty much, bar Jake Lehman. But he was still a plus. Um, we had two plus 22s off the bench. We had two plus 25s off the bench. Nice. Um, which was Jalen McDaniels. Uh, Josh Kogi, Nas Reed, and Jalen Noel, and all the Wolves on the whole that played were a plus as well. Shout out the Wolves! Shout out the Wolves in like a decimation of the Pelicans in like a thirty-point win. Very nice. They just got out there and beat their ass. Um, and then this is pretty. This is might be up there for like end of season awards. <laughs> so Clint Capella in twenty-seven minutes in a win, a one-point win versus the Raptors. Obviously, that Tony Snell. Uh, three pointers in yeah. the game. He was a minus twenty three. What? He was a minus twenty three in a one point win where he played twenty seven minutes. And look at his stat line. And he put up good stats. He had nine points, nineteen rebounds, and five blocks. How are you a mi- what? What? I'm gonna have to watch that game. <laughs> yeah, like he played big minutes. Was outscored by twenty three points, but he was out there, and they won by one. And he had decent Clint Capella numbers. Weird, very weird. Very weird. Actually, I had a plus minus I went to share with you from the Nuggets game the other Ooh, day because it was real bad. <laughs> it was it, it like this is the kind of stat that makes me think stats are dumb. <laughs> um, Don't say that. We're stat stuff. I know, <laughs> but like, just listen to this. Um, Nikola Jokic obviously had twenty eight points, fifteen rebounds, seven assists. The Nuggets won by one point. He was a minus three. Jabal Murray had three points, three rebounds, five assists, one for fourteen shooting, a plus nine. That's strange. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he is. So that makes me like Murray more. Yeah. <laughs> it's very teetery. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know how that works. Plus minuses is crazy, man. Numbers are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> numbers are wild. Yeah. All right. And speaking of wild numbers, let's get to Baywatch. Wild. Decent. Decent. Solid. All right. I can't read how you've written this. So okay. you want to take us through it? Yeah. So... Uh, in both his games this week, he's played 28 minutes. In his first game, he had 14 points, uh, three rebounds. He shot four for 11, uh, four from nine from three. Very nice. Uh, two for two from the free throw line and was a minus one versus the Hornets in a game that they lost, I think. And then his second game, again, played 28 minutes, um, 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, two blocks, four for 13 from the field, two for nine from three, three from four from the th- uh, free throw line and was a minus four. Now, those are basketball games. They are basketball games. They are... I was going to say efficient. They are... They are rotational guy basketball games. Yes, they are starting rookie playing 
solid minutes specifically games. on the Pistons yes. basketball games. Whose name is Sadiq Bay? Yes, those are those. Those are those games. basketball games. Yes. Yeah, you don't see him very often. No, <laughs> if ever. <laughs> <laughs> is that all? Do you want to move on? Uh, yeah, short week. You know, he's he's coming back from an All Star break, letting get some rhythm. Sure. Yeah, four from nine is not bad though. All right, let's get to our league pass game. first game yeah I've got the Monday game I've got Clippers at Pelicans um, Pelicans hi- I think they're pretty hyped like people are pretty hyped for the Pelicans for the second half they of the just season. lost to the Timberwolves I know we did just say that but like coming into the second half sure. of the season people are keen to see if Zion can keep up his, his great stretch recently whether or not Ingram uh, matches him or keeps up with him and you know if they can sort of turn things around they've got some interesting deadline moves but um, and plus the Clippers are just a very good contender so just be good game good right. game all right, uh, the next game we have here is the Bucks at the Wizards on Tuesday. The only reason I've picked this game is because they played today, and it was great. Two triple-doubles, one from Giannis, one from Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, a 42-point triple-double, actually. Mm. Very, very surprising. So, yeah, I'm expecting maybe not a great game, but, like, if this game is any indication of how good it could be, I'm excited. Yeah, just a, a rematch, yeah. And I think you've got the next game on Wednesday. I do indeed. So the Thunder at the Bulls on Wednesday. I just think two teams that, like, while not necessarily great, are both fairly exciting. They're not, you know, completely out of the playoff playing mm. kind of race. Actually, are the Bulls in the playoffs? I think the Bulls right are like now? seventh or something. Like really? Hmm. Or if not, they are definitely in um, the play-in tournament. So yeah, two young, exciting teams. I just think it'll be a fun matchup. It's not a matchup, you know, you'll see very often or you'll see people care about very yeah. often, and that's why I'm suggesting it, because these are our league pass games to watch. Never mind, the Bulls are 11th. That's but, fine. But the Raptors are free-falling, so they could jump up. Wow, the Raptors are 10th. The Raptors are 10th. They, were like, they were like fifth at All-Star break. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then again, they, I think they've only lost like two games. And yeah, that's like, what happens. Yeah, but that's the East for you. Um uh, who's next? Is it me? Yes. Yeah. Your two games next. Yes, I have two Thursday games. So take your pick or... Uh, I think you can watch both. Go for the doubleheader. Yeah. If um, they are doubleheaders. Yeah, I think there's enough time. I mean, um, if you've got League Pass, you can watch them side by side. Exactly. Um, so first one is Nets at Pacers. Um, just a good reunion game. We're going to see uh, Karis LeVert oh, true. back yeah. against the Nets. Um, obviously, the Nets are very fun to watch anyway. Um James Harden playing against a guy he got traded for, kind of. Are we going to be seeing Blake Griffin? Do you know? I don't know, but hopefully. Surely that's... Hopefully. Yeah. I think he might be rehabbing something. Yeah. But like... Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, I don't know if we'll see him or not, but um, yeah, still a good game. And then, yeah, my second one on Thursday. Another Clippers game, but at the Mavs. Obviously, the playoffs last year was very nice. Very nice. Um, Yes. So, I think this will just be a good game. I feel like Luca wants to beat up on the Clippers. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like that might be his first rivalry. I guess LeBron's kind of his first rivalry, but... I don't see LeBron as a rivalry for Luca. I just see LeBron like, as, like, lesser, looking down on Luca sort of thing. Mm, lesser, and kind of rightfully so right now. But it's sort of like jovial yeah. rivalry. Yeah, they're not, they don't hate each other by any means, but they're like, they want to go at each other we every single time. We need Luca to get a hateful rivalry, but also that's the Hawks. Um, yeah, true. But, but yeah, but he loves Trey. Yeah, but no, they've got the jovial rivalry. He needs uh, like a hateful one. Mm. Yeah, that'd be if we could see pissed off Luca. I'm excited. About yeah. That. All right, uh, and the final game we have here is Pistons at Rockets Saturday. It's the race for the bottom, baby. 
let's go. Let's go race <laughs> for the bottom. And like two teams that aren't awful to watch either, in my opinion. Are the Rockets any good to watch? Is Old Depot still been playing? That's you a, asked, okay. That's a no, question. I, I have actually. no idea the answer to. I have not paid attention to the Rockets. I did not know they were on a 15-game losing streak until I checked today. I've been vaguely paying attention to no, them. No, I had no I've idea. you did for a quarter or two here and there. <laughs> I was blown away, Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, good games there. All right, and let's get to our final thing with our over-under of, of the coming week, or we could just not. No, let's do it. Let's, right, just, check it. let's just check it. Fine. <laughs> Uh, so, our last over-under, which was two weeks ago now, yeah. um, Ramiz set the over-under for teams at over 500 or at Actual 500? over 500. Okay. At or over. So, that doesn't help you either way. No. Um, so, he set the line at four and a half because there was four when we did the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Actually, got- I think the line was ended up being five and a half. I think because it was at or over. I don't know. We changed it like okay. three times. Well, anyway, if it, it doesn't at, matter. Yeah. Uh, Remains lost. Um, yeah, I lost. We got six at or, at or above and five above. The Heat were 18 and 18. Yeah. Going into the All-Star break. Um, so now it's my turn to pick the over-under. And speaking of Russell Westbrook, who has been pretty unreal mm-hmm. uh, coming off um, the All-Star break. He's averaging, in the three games, he's averaging 29 points, six rebounds, uh, 6.7 rebounds and 10 assists. Um so I've set the line at now. This is interesting because he's playing three games, possibly two, because I'm not sure if he's playing back to back. Right. Um, so the line is twenty-seven and a half points, six and a half rebounds, eight and a half assists, and that sort of right. changes depending on the amount of games played. So he has to be either over in all three, or it's an under. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has to be. If you go the over, he has to be an over in all of those. But if he's under, it just has to be under in any of them. Uh, like he could be over yes, point okay, three, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. I don't know. <laughs> I have no so idea. He's playing the Bucks, like you said. <laughs> yeah, potentially a game he can get up for the Kings, uh, mo- probably most definitely, and then the Jazz is on a back to back. So I that's don't know the what one. Russell Westbrook's doing. <laughs> this is just a coin flip. Is this for real? Like, is is his three games like they've been pretty unreal? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. He does turn it on, so, like. Halfway through the season, yeah, a lot of the time. Then he just can turn it off. It's like, what, do you think he's going to turn it off in the next week? There's mm. a pretty good chance. Yeah. I'll let you pick first. Oh, don't. I feel like it's. I feel like it's only right. I'll go the opposite to you, so you get the free free break. Because that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, look, the over is harder to achieve. Right. Just by a sheer... Just by, like, the sheer statistical... He has to do all three. Yeah. But, like, I so believe in him being able to do all three. <laughs> under. Under. Give me the good. under. Good. I'll go the over. I think that's a good pick, Ruiz. Oh, <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> yeah. Because I am... I am 6-2-1 and one at the moment. Ramiz is 3-5-1. and one. Yeah, no. This isn't... It's tough. You could catch up. Why don't... I, I feel like I, I came up with this idea. <laughs> you... I think you did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, Ramiz. It's right. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't mean anything, does it? No. I mean, it could. Like Unless, what? I don't know. We could set some sort of stakes. I don't want to set stakes while I'm down, but like I'm intrigued. <laughs> Is there anything off the top we'll of your head? We'll think about it. We might come back next week. I, I've got nothing off the top of my head, but we could. We might come up with something. Maybe. Mm, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> not time for a comeback? Even if I did, like... I, I don't want you to be punished either. Oh, thank you, Ramiz. That's lovely. <laughs> Friendship. 
All right, and with that, I think that just about wraps us up. Wraps us up. If you, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. So if you ever doing this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Uh, you can follow us on. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a five star rating or review. You can follow us on Instagram at stat underscore stuffers. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at stat stuffers. You can email us at stat stuffers by Once again, the email's empty. Um, but other than that, thank you for listening. Peace.